0: You're listening to the Early Edition Podcast with Kate Hawksby from News Talks well,
1: Emergency Department wait times are up in 32 out of the 37 Tefata Order hospitals, understaffing being blamed. One advocate saying an eight hour wait time is becoming the, the norm. So was the eleven billion dollar health system overhaul actually worth it? National's health spokesperson Dr. Shane Ritchie joins us now. Um how did it get to this point, Shane?
0: Oh, good morning, Kate. Look, we've said for a while that uh, uh, there are two parts of the health system that are most likely to break under the current reforms. Uh, one of them is emergency departments and the other is age residential care. And unfortunately, bear in mind, even before winter really hits us, we're seeing emergency departments unravel. Uh, they're tired, they're exhausted, they're understaffed. Primary care doesn't have an after-hours provision that helps, so people are turning up at ED with, with issues that could be dealt with in primary care, and uh, these figures we had out this week didn't, didn't help at all by being so grossly inaccurate.
1: I mean, how much should we worried about that, that, that our health ministry is publishing incorrect data and not even picking up on it?
0: Oh, it's a problem in, my, in, in several ways. Uh, first of all, we have to imagine that anyone who would credibly put out into public domain data that shows, for example, Northland at 99.4% the target, that is mostly no wait time whatsoever, at around the same time, Northland reached out to the army saying, we are so understaffed and in desperate trouble, please give us a hand. Who would possibly do that? Who would possibly say that West Coast, who normally has about 500 people a month, suddenly had 5,000? Mm. At, at first blush, it was so obvious And I think what comes from that is if if the ED data is inaccurate, is all the data inaccurate and the whole website the faster cancer treatment uh, data that was taken down the immunization data was was taken down and why that's important and the question to ask is have resourcing and funding decisions been made on this inaccurate data
1: oh my lord what an absolute circus i mean it makes you worry about that 11 billion dollar overhaul the funding clearly is not going into hiring more staff or improving facilities where where is it going
0: I I worry for the good ship health reforms as do some of uh, those in the sector that are slowly sinking. I mean, What did you expect when you did the biggest health reform in decades in the middle of a pandemic? What outcome did you think would happen? And then some of the decisions, we've had choices. Yes, COVID's had an impact, but there's there's been choices. Choices not to give nurses the day one pathway to residency Well, now we're struggling uh, to compete in that international market because they've had choices. They've gone to Australia, they've gone to Canada and they're not willingly coming here.
1: No. Just briefly, Shane, our EDs and the dire straits they're in, I mean, can they be saved at this point? Because once winter hits, it's only going to get worse, right?
0: Yes, they can. I, I have to believe that uh, in your moment of, of high need, that an ED will be there for you. But my goodness, it is hard work for them. And and really at the moment for health all the pathways come back to workforce, 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 workforce. Yeah. So we're going to need much better job recruiting. We're going to need to figure out those hundred or so docs who are driving Uber Eats, already permanent residents in New Zealand. They can't get the two intern years, and we've got to turn on that domestic pipeline. I know it's a longer term solution, but we've got to grow our own homegrown, culturally competent docs and nurses. For more from Early Edition with Kate Hawksby, listen live to
1: NewsTalk ZB from 5am weekdays, or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.